We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Ave Maricela. Steve with Sense of Adelium coming at you on the 31st of January, St. John Bosco Day with Restoring the Faith Fellows in the heartland of America, it's, where I'm coming from, the belly of America, apparently. It's just the heart it, of America, Steve. It's not the heartland. The heart? It's the just heart the heart. Well, California is the backside of America, then, and yeah. I'm the belly, and uh, South America is the legs. How about that? There you go. There you go. So, well, thanks for Joe having us Mike, on. tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, well, J comes before M, so you can go. Oh, Joe. okay, fine. Well, age before beauty. Yeah, age before beauty. Wait, a, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> all, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I'm, uh, I'm a cradle Catholic. Uh, I was, um, you know, started uh, out um, growing up very, uh, you know, uh, strict household. Um, my, my father was. Um, uh, just very impactful to me specifically he was uh he was famously quoted as uh saying that uh, he was not uh concerned with so much of the details but committed to the goal right so to being catholic 100 percent catholic no compromise um and uh yeah i just had uh my own professional career but we got started at uh, restoring the faith media because um mike and i both we're very committed to uh, restoring the faith. Um, there's so much that has been lost through a lack of devotion, um, through a lack of mis- uh, of understanding of the uh, perennial truths of the faith, the, the 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 lost traditions of the faith. And this is uh, what we wanted to do together. So I'll pass it off to Mike for the other half. Um, hi, Mike. Uh, with restoring the faith, nice to be here. Very uh, excited to be on your channel, Steve. Uh, Joe and I did come together because we looked out at the landscape of the church and we realized that there's a lot missing. There are a lot of truths about our church that are no longer being taught either from the pulpit or in catechesis, uh, be it for RCIA or an adult catechesis or even in the formation of children. And we figured if we don't help carry the torch until such time as it is fully restored, as Our Lady has promised it will be, then who will? Uh, so we both acknowledge that we are the imperfect vessels to do that, especially me being the convert. I've only been Catholic for 15 years. And um, as the title of your YouTube channel would suggest, Census Fidelium, I, I am still trying to cultivate a sense of the faith. Uh, but um, we're doing it because someone ha- ultimately has to step into the breach alongside you. So we're happy to be shoulder to shoulder with you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And all the, all the links we'll talk about will be in the show notes subscription section. We'll link up to is their website, which or a YouTube channel themselves that if you haven't looked at it, they get into different and hot topic issues. Uh, a friend of mine, remember they saw, they go, who are these guys? It was the uh, uh, Christ, the King video you guys did. And they go, Oh, well, these are, these guys are, these guys are good worth listening to. And then, uh, my favorite one was the St. Michael one uh, that you guys put together with the video of the paratroopers jumping out of the plane and all that. Uh, oh, that was cool. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, what uh, what drives you guys on picking the topics you guys are uh, up for? I mean, right now you're, you're kind of looking at the uh, uh, blogger blogger spheres and asking the guys that write the 
do a little stories about them. But outside of those, what makes you pick the top? You know, Steve, uh, one of the things that we try to do is we uh, we don't want to necessarily live and breathe and die by controversy. We think that other people out there on YouTube are doing that just fine. And they've some people have just gone full 100% into controversy and criticizing the Pope every single day, which he probably deserves. But at the same time, our thesis uh, is that everybody starts from a family, whether it be the Pope or the president. And so what we really want to focus on is restoring the culture of the family and the culture of the community and lost traditions within the context of our faith. And so, you know, we were formed about nine months ago from the recording of this video. And we're very proud of our metrics. We have almost 10,000 people following us on Facebook and 2,500 people subscribed on YouTube. I, my sense is, is if we focused exclusively on controversy, we probably would have more followers. But that's not what our mission statement is. Yeah. We haven't been as, around as long as you have been, uh, certainly. You've, you've been doing this, what, for six years now, seven years? Yeah, give or take one. Give or, yeah, give like or take one, maybe eight years. <laughs> Whatever greater glory came out, I've lost count. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, but I mean, what Mike said is 100% correct. Um, the most important thing that we are going to do in this life, it's a temporary uh, stopping place. And it's about, we have, you know, give or take, you know, the 70, 80 years of uh, time on this earth to uh, give God greater honor and glory. Um, we're supposed to know, love, and serve God. And if we spend our whole life living in the rat race and not actually being concerned about our, our own spiritual life and our own traditions that we keep that the church has been running, depending on the tradition, uh, anywhere from, you know, several hundred to several thousand years, um, you know, we're, we're not going to get there. Heaven's not free. As, and as a, what our other compatriot, Martin, who's not with us, likes to say is love is not free. So we got to pay. We've got to deposit, uh, like they say that they have the deposit of the faith. But we've got to restore that fervor. We've got to restore that devotion because those things existed to help us get to heaven. There's a marriage joke in there, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All of our wives will be watching this after the fact. <laughs> I don't know. I think my wife doesn't watch anymore because she's fallen so far behind. She's like, you, your volume output is too much. I don't have four hours a week to keep up with you guys so she's like i'm out yeah if there's an important one let me know uh, it's quite impressive the audio and visual guys you guys do i mean like you guys put this together i'm going how do you do that i just had the zoom that record and figure it out from there but uh yeah they did a great video on uh being catholic men and fathers at the home uh the art artwork one i know it's a different group but the art video that you guys did or uh, podcast you see it right behind you, you uh, i know joe's got a 27 foot uh, photo of our lady in there uh <laughs> yeah, you guys you should see joe's house <laughs> joe's house is ridiculous it's an yeah. art gallery <laughs> i'm trying to get to there i can't bring the camera around but the I, we got the uh gantz altarpiece in there and my little guy will go up mary and uh so there's Mary in about 15 different photos out in the regular room. And he's Mary, Mary, Mary. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be like, yeah, out there. So you're doing a good job influencing even uh, people like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, that, that is the important thing, right? We, we know, uh, and this is of course what people in the world are trying to convince us otherwise is that uh, you can't know truth through your senses. God gave us the five senses for a reason and, uh, our experience in this lifetime is what helps us gain that knowledge uh, so that we can love and serve God appropriately. And uh, we don't have beauty in the home. And um, what do you think that they're going to fill it with? Everything that they can reach on the Internet. What do you want them to look at staring at their computer screen? Or do you want them looking at beautiful images of our Lord, our Lady, the saints, etc.? These things are important. And I think, uh, you know, particularly on restoring the faith that we've, you know, this is why we try to put as much as we can even into production, right? The, medi the, the media world knows 
to make things visually appealing. Um, we've got to do our best in each of our own capabilities to make things as, as appealing as, as possible so that people will be drawn towards that so that they realize that Catholics aren't just a bunch of goobers out there. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to spread the faith. We want, to, we want to see beauty. We want to have things that are visually appealing and whatnot because they are windows into the soul, the eyes. Yeah, it drives me nuts when you see the uh, Catholic professional Catholic apologist saying, "Oh, well, this is beautiful," and they're standing in a Seven Eleven church, and, and I'm like, well, you guys don't know what beauty is. <laughs> so no, true. No, that's right. That's right. And and Joe alluded to it. I mean, but philosophically, you start with the Godfather of modernism, uh, Descartes, and Descartes was the first to tell you that you can't trust your senses; that your senses might lie to you. And the example, of course, the famous example that he used was that if you take a pole and you dip it into water, it, it appears to be bent, but your mind knows that it's not bent. Therefore, your mind is superior to your senses and you cannot experience reality through your senses. But we know Thomistically as God's creatures that we do experience reality by the five senses. And so we know that, for example, that this gin and tonic here looks like water. Cheers. It does look like a water, but it's not water. It's a gin and tonic, and I know that because of how it tastes and how it smells and honestly how it looks um, and how it feels once it reaches my tummy. Um, so that's how we know. So it, it, your senses are so important to you as a, as a Catholic, and so to exist in an ugly reality is, is an insult. And I'll also just say one more thing about beauty. But first, I have to take a sip of my gin and tonic. The thing about beauty is that it is precedent. It is precedent to goodness or truth. And beauty turns your heart and your head before anything else. And this is, of course, why women are beautiful. A woman has to turn your head before she can turn your heart. She has to be beautiful before you find out that she's good and true. Mm -hmm. And we as Catholics used to excel at the height of the art forms be they literary, poetry, music, art, architecture. We used to dominate the arts. We invented art. And now we have seeded that ground, sadly. And you're absolutely right, Steve. Even the folks who are out there on YouTube who don't take the time or the care or the respect for their audience, you know, uh, it's kind of like, do you even, do you even Catholic, bro? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, myself, I'm trying to redo a bunch of the uh, older videos I've done to use the more the old Catholic paintings, the beautiful art. One, because I didn't know what I was doing back then, and I was using bad pixels. But now, just to find the like the ones right behind you and that nature, or icons, mm. uh, etc., just to draw people's eyes to it. And everyone keeps talking about that in the comments, how beautiful the art is, and how they like the icons. Or where yeah. where'd you get this photo from? And, who mm. made, who's who's the artist behind that? Uh, like you know, Ryan, my boy Ryan, he'll put nice old paintings on his books, and just imagine the the one he's got Bellum in the sacrifice on the mass right here. That's not going to go well if you have just the you know the plain background. Yeah, maybe a little table right there and uh, sure. tambourine or tambourine or guitar and what's her face to the parish council over to the right. It, it's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh Susan, we do go. love Susan. Oh, Susan, yes. Yeah. She yeah. was on your show the other day. She was. We had Susan. We, it was a great honor to, for us to have Susan. We had an interview with Susan. So we have three different uh we have three different shows that we release regularly. We have the Living the Faith podcast, which is also on YouTube, and that is the musings of Joe and Mike uh here as well as Martin and others who come, you know, float in and out of the show. We've had Ben on and Thomas and others. Um, and then we also have a show called Full Disclosure. Mm -hmm. And the Full Disclosure show is similar to what you're doing now, where it's primarily an interview of other people. And it's just kind of an opportunity to get up close and personal with guys like Steve Skojek, who run 1 Peter 5, or Dr. Kwasanowski, who writes for LifeSite News and others. Um, or, you know, uh, Michael Warren Davis, who runs Crisis Magazine. So we, we try, we endeavor to just bring you closer to the people who are uh, the behind the camera and behind the pen, if you will. And then the third product that we have is uh, our prayers and sermons. 
So we record beautiful prayers, um, and we have some some great uh, voice artists who happen to be married to us. And then we have, uh, and then we record sermons and and uh, musings from fathers and doctors of the church. So right now, uh, this year we're releasing the sermons of Saint Alphonsus Liguori. Um, we have a couple um, uh, writings from. Uh, the magisterium that are in inventory right now, which we will release. And then, uh, gosh, Joe just found this beautiful six part series about the rosary and put that out on the channel. So, uh, we, we, we try to both, uh, mix our opinions with just objective opinions from the fathers and doctors of the church. What would say be the biggest fruit or, uh, positive response back so far you guys have received that, that's a fantastic question uh, you know it the, the the responses that we have seen are as I'm sure that you have plenty of it being exposed to the sermons of Father Ripperger and you know the other products that you that you have on your channel the people that come out of the woodwork who are like I fell away from the faith and I want to come back to the faith I mean we've gone we've 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 actually like gone and sought out what the closest mass for that person uh, mm-hmm. the, to go to and whatnot and encourage them in that, that that struggle some people who are saying well I'm not Catholic but uh, wow this is really incredible we you we had a, a friend of yours that popped onto the channel who was is a professor of some sort or a teacher of some sort who asked if he could u- use this video for his entire classroom. Yeah, and, um, he's, a, and he's Protestant. And he's Protestant. Yeah, he's evangelical. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah, go ahead, play it, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and knock yourself out. I mean, that, that all that's the beauty of the Catholic faith, right? It's true no matter where it goes. As long as it's Catholic and it's, and it's uh, accurate, it's truthful. So... That this is uh, this has been a tremendous for us. Uh, I, I wish Martin was here to actually quote the the saint that referred to taking one soul with you is a form of spiritual insurance. That's right. And uh, That's right. so uh, I, I hope that you have many policies, Steve. I'm sure you do. Oh, uh, see, Steve is sitting. <laughs> Steve is sitting fat right now. <laughs> I'm banking on James 5 at the end of it. There you go. No, I mean, literally, Steve, all you have to do is just not mortally sin, and you are good to go, brother. Like, we want to get to your level. (laughs) I don't know about that now, but... Sin does make us stupid. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. But, but you get. But I'll, I'll just say that you that you can relate to that. There is nothing like seeing people who are of goodwill, who are truly seeking the faith, that come across happenstance. Of course, it's happenstance, right? It's God's uh, divine uh, justice and mercy that uh, allows these people to come across uh, the, these various videos that people spend countless hours putting together, uploading and editing and all this, this the work that goes behind that. And it's all worth it, even if all collectively, all collectively that we helped save, just helped, not did it, just helped. Obviously it's God that does this, but helped get get one person in the door to the truth, to the Catholic faith, and hopefully to heaven. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we've had people message us directly either on the channel or on Instagram or, or YouTube or, or Facebook and, and just say, hey, you know, you were exactly what I was looking for at this time in my life, and now I'm going to start going back to church. Um, you know, I when that happens it's 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 obviously a great joy to us and it's and it's 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 a superlative feeling um but at the end of the day it's also a humbling thing because really we we are the most imperfect instruments for that response you know if if there if people come back to the church they should be coming back to the church because it's beautiful because they're hearing truth from the pulpit, because there's mystery in the liturgy. I mean, there are real reasons why people would want it, because the church refuses to be swallowed in the stomach of the world. It's the, it's, it's the, it's the steel ball that refuses to be digested by the world. Um, and unfortunately, in many cases, none of these things are true. You know, you have modernist, horrible edifices that are, you know, are, are just disasters. Um, you have weak 
weak preaching that uh, you know tries to mimic the worst instincts of Protestantism. Mm-hmm. You have, um, you know, look, it shouldn't be up to us on YouTube to bring people back into the fold. But sadly, uh, you know, kind of why we started this thing is because there just aren't enough voices. Now, we're not saying anything original. Joe mm-hmm. and I aren't inventing anything. There's nothing that we say that, that we are coming up with off of the top of our heads. And there's nothing that we say that you're not saying, Steve. And there's nothing that we say that other large channels aren't saying. It's just that there aren't enough of us. And if we c- and and if we are continue to receive the responses that we have of people saying that you know it's because of you, you you tell it like it is, you tell it without sugarcoating, um, you're giving me the authentic truth, um, and because of that. I'm coming back into the fold and I'm coming back in with a vengeance and I'm bringing my whole family in, then it's all, I mean, it's all really worth it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a, I wasn't a, never thought I'd be in the camera looking at me. I still get weirded out by that little bit. (laughs) (laughs) People started saying, do a podcast. My wife's doing a podcast. Do this, do this. It's just not me, but no, it's uh, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing one this weekend. I listened to a, Jacko Willis interview and he was talking about how uh, he brought up how people are yelling about Francis all the time. And the guy asked him, do you guys read when you're in the, in the thick of things, you guys read about or listen to what's going on in DC? He goes, yeah, we hear it, but we're getting bullets shot at us. We, We can't think about that all the time. And I was thinking, wow, that's should be our thought process too. We're a church militant. We're getting shot at by demons all the time. If our focus is what's coming out of Rome 24 seven, we're going to get taken down. Mm. Uh, maybe that's just me. <laughs> well, I think there's um, a lot of people out there like that, Steve. I think a lot of people are like, you know, at first, I, there's, there's sort of like a, um, there's sort of like a 12 step program, right, Joe, where people, yeah. you know, they, the people come into the church, let's say they convert into the faith like I did. And they start to read, you know, Scott Hahn, and they start to read, you know, just kind of like the basic, the basic facts about our faith. Mm-hmm. And then they reach like the second step where they're like, wait, I'm reading what it should be. And it's not like what it should be. So now I'm a little bit confused. And then there's a period of anger. And then there's a period of fixation where you're just like, okay, we've got all these modernists and oh my gosh, did the, did the Freemasons take over the papacy? Like what's going on here? You know? Mm -hmm. And then there's almost this crisis of faith and you have, you have the fork in the road. And I, I think sadly, if you just fixate on the controversy of the day and believe me, every single day of this pontificate, there is a controversy, especially today. We're recording on a day where uh, Roberto De Mattei just leaked a document saying that priestly celibacy is going to be diminished, if not destroyed. Um, so there's controversy every single day, and you can sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, I've you know how the gates of hell have prevailed." Yeah, no, that's a great point, and and we know that they won't. Yeah. We know that they won't. But again, for the gates to prevail against the church doesn't have to even be a church that's very visible. It doesn't necessarily require the Vatican to be up and running or any of these sort of things. These are the things that we know as Catholics, right? So, um, yeah, it, it, they're, they're very troubling times. But the fact of the matter is is that if you exist solely on the controversy, solely, and, and I'm not going to condemn people for calling out the controversy. This, it, ha- it, has to be, to, it has to be done. Yeah. has to be done. has to be done. But at the same time, we definitely, if we get carried away by that as a viewer on YouTube, mm-hmm. we get carried away by that. There are some people who do that job very, very well. Um, there are some people who don't do that job very well. But regardless, the, the, if you get carried away as a viewer on YouTube and thinking that you yourself, by watching this, are doing something just by watching it and being part of it and being <laughs> right. outraged right. that somehow that's going to help you save your soul. You're out of your mind. So there's got to be like a so what to it. And and we view ourselves as assisting with the so what. Okay, so you've come to this realization that you're angry, you're pissed off, you know, you, you've been let down, you've been betrayed. Mm-hmm. But you've been betrayed by those who are supposed to be your father. 
and uh, and 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 you're indignant, and you're righteously indignant. But so what? What do you do now? And so that's kind of like what what we want to focus on. We want to focus on practical solutions. Okay, what do you do? armed with this knowledge. Yes, of course, Rome is corrupt. Yes, of course, the Lavender Mafia has run amok. Yes, of course, most of the bishops in these United States are spineless fools. Okay, what do you do with that information? How does that actually help form your spirituality, your family? How do you raise children to cope with this truth? Um, and that's, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah, and where's, where's God's uh, judgment day is going to be, what did you do about the bishops? That's not going to be part of it. <laughs> That's, right. Yes. That's right. That's all right. They have so, plenty enough to answer for. Yes. So uh, what was yours, each of you's uh, aha or uh, the one that got you angered that made you say, what else did I miss that? What else did I not get told? What was your aha moment? What was that? Mm, I'm thinking of mine. If you want me to go first. Go Joe. for it. I've been talking a lot lately. Go for it. I, I talk over Joe a little, quite a bit. Oh, no, no. He's so patient. <laughs> Not at all. Go ahead. My okay. Well, mine personally was with regards to the devotion of the Sacred Heart. Actually, mm-hmm. when I I was Catholic for several years before anyone ever told me about the First Friday devotion, the First Saturday devotion, and then as I kind of followed that bouncing ball into the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady and into some of the prophecies uh, and into some of the apparitions of Our Lady, most particularly Our Lady of Fatima, I realized that uh, the church infrastructure is not here to help me. Um, Sadly, I have to be a historian and a theologian and a moral uh, theologian and, and, and all of these things as a father uh, myself, I have to take these duties on myself because it's not just being handed to me by Mm -hmm. my, my local parish. Um, so once I, you know, when I, when I came across this devotion to the sacred heart and to the immaculate heart and all that goes into that, you know, enthroning the home and the first, the first weekends and, you know, nine consecutive and five consecutive and, you know, all of these things and all the promises that goes along with that. And I had to discover this randomly, like by a tan book that I bought on Amazon because I was deployed to Iraq and I just needed stuff to read. <laughs> I was like, I was livid. I was pissed, you know? Mm. Anyway. No, that's, and, and, and unfortunately, that's not an unpopular response, right? I mean, that this is something that is a recurring theme that we see for people um, across the board. Uh, with myself, I... I wish that I had some really like cool, gripping, uh, aha moment. I'll just make it up. We're on. We're on YouTube. Yeah, no, but 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 <laughs> here's the reality, right? I mean, my my dad, uh, he uh, hate, hated things uh, about a lot of the historical uh, aspects of the Catholic Church. He was just not very aware of it. But as more, the more he read, and the more he uh, sought out what the truth was. He was the one who really had the aha moment. I was I was raised in it, right? And I and I grew up being that seven year old kid that stay that's standing next to my dad while he's having a conversation with a bunch of other guys who are like also outraged. But mm-hmm. my, my I, I I often liken my my situation to you know that scene. Sorry to you know I'm I'm sure some people will like this and some people won't like this, but I'll liken it to a scene in uh, from Tolkien from Lord of the Rings. Uh, the the movie that was made when you're you're, you're ta- looking at the guys who have been cornered in Helm's Deep, right? Mm-hmm. And they they've moved all the kids and the women to the to the caves, yeah. and you have all these guys that are standing out there and like, there is no way in God's green earth that we are getting out of this, but because you know they're saying we're going to go out and fight them and we're going to go down trying because this is the only option we can- we're all- we're in this corner, there's no way out. And so we're just going to go at them full throttle and mm. make sure that at least that uh, everybody remembers that these guys went down trying. That was my dad on those walls, right? I, I was the kid that was in the back with my mom, right? That's how, that's how I grew up. My aha moments, thanks, thanks be to God, and, and I'm not saying that it's some, you know, uh, amazing, incredible thing. This is something that the church has had for 2,000 years, and this would never have been considered an aha moment at any point in time. But aha moments come 
to uh, a the 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 deeper levels of what we should be already appreciating things that you know we uh, mike and myself are able to you know grow together and be able to share that's the beautiful thing about the faith is that there's so much to to say about the catholic faith nobody no matter where you are if you're a catholic and you're seeking out the truth you're going to come across things that most people have not come across because it's just that vast but my my aha moments come in moments like the one that uh mike referred to with regards to um the seven part series by father hugh thwaite on the rosary you know, we we all any any good Catholic that's worth his salt says the rosary and hopefully that you, you and we all know, regardless of whether or not we do it, that rosary needs to be said daily. Our lady has told this uh, told this to us. But those people even who are people who say the rosary every single day should be asking themselves, am I actually saying the rosary the correct way? Mm-hmm. And somebody like Father Hugh Thwaite, who was a, a convert from Anglicanism during World War II and became a, um, a, a Catholic priest after he got out of World War II, is a 95-year-old man recording, talking to you about how you really need to say the rosary. Very simply, mm-hmm. like a child, but very real meditations, very mm-hmm. simple meditations for you to think about, wow, heaven is that close. My mother, Our Lady, is is that close to me. This is how I should be praying the rosary. Like I'm I'm talking with her, like she's sitting, like I'm sitting on her knee as a small child. That's mm-hmm. how we should be praying the rosary. We shouldn't be praying the rosary with, well, oh, Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord. Yeah, it, it, it's not. You 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 might get a you know an F for effort, but and that's a grade, but you know it's not. What what is this really doing for you, right? So those are where my aha moments come in. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to partner with Joe on this venture is, and Joe's too too humble to say this, so I'll say it about him. I mean, Joe is the firstborn of 12 children who were all homeschooled and brought up in the traditional Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. And all of them, 12 adults, most of them are adults, are still in the church. I mean, they're well-adjusted. They get along with people. They're they're professionally successful. They're married. They have vocations. I mean, this is truly a uh, a way of living, mm-hmm. a way of living that you cannot find almost anywhere. And and Joe had the experience of as being the firstborn and the oldest son of witnessing the transformation in his family when he was a young boy, and. And then experiencing its success. All of us, at whatever parishes we go to, we all have families that we know. Some of them we look up to. Some of them we're like, oh, your kids are terrible. I don't look up to you. Whatever. The point is, is that almost none of us can point to a large family where the children are all adults, where 100% of them have stayed in the church They've stayed, they've kept the faith. How many big families you know were like, one of the kids is a priest and one of them is a demon? You know? Yeah. There's always like, quote unquote, the black sheep. There are no black sheep in Joe's family because of the way his father was, because of the way his mother was, and frankly, because of the way Joe was. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly honored to be able to elucidate some of the latent knowledge and some of that knowledge, Joe, no offense, is like way, way deep in there. You're just like, it's, 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 in, the, it's in the dark recesses of your brain. So don't get a big head here, okay? Yeah, no, no, no. Trust me. Trust me. And, and anything like what Mike's saying, it's up in there. But anyways, whatever. <laughs> that was good what you were saying about saying prayers like a child. It really wasn't until my firstborn that I understood what that meant you know Therese uh, Therese talks about how she imagined Christ or God holding her like a little child when you're no kids you have I had no idea what that meant now holding my little guy I'm like that's what that meant you know the way he looks or put his head on your shoulders things like that Um, that was beautiful what you brought up on that Um, where do you guys go to mass now do you guys uh, you guys are in the heart America. Oh, he's trying to out us. Uh-huh. He's trying yeah, to. Is, is this a question we're going to answer? We go to the we go to the most liturgically correct mass that we can find. Hey, whoa! We <laughs> we we take 
We Wait take we take beauty seriously. There you go. Yeah, St. Patrick would be proud. St. Patrick would be proud. St. <laughs> Patrick would be proud. Old St. Patrick. Old and, yep. Oldie but a goodie. Anybody's <laughs> <laughs> picking up what we're putting down. <clears throat> there you go. There you go. Those who know, no. <laughs> what would be your favorite episode? Of our own show? Oh, your yeah, show. I, mean, I know you guys are big uh, Blessed Carl guys. and We uh, are Blessed Carl guys. And uh, Here's a fun game. Why What's don't that? I guess what Mike's favorite one is? And Mike can tell me what he thinks my favorite one is. Ooh. Well, I, I would bet Mike's is Blessed Carl with Charles. Nope. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. I actually, I don't know. Or, if I, I could be wrong. I could be one. wrong. I could be wrong. Okay. All right. But I'm just going to take a shot at it. Okay. What, I think that Halloween was his favorite one. Oh, you think Halloween was? Yeah. I figured Halloween was yours. Interesting. I was going to guess that for you, actually. That's funny. I don't know what that says about either of us. It goes, it goes back to the dark recesses of your head. That you yeah, 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 something That's about right. that. No, no, what was really cool, it was just, it was the, the, the show was fun, definitely, right? We didn't think that we were saying actually something that was really No, I thought we were saying something that our audience at the time would agree with. You know, this was, this was something we released in early October, so we gave everyone like, you know, three, four weeks heads up that Halloween's coming, and here are the basic facts that you should know about Halloween. I had no idea that it was going to create a firestorm. <laughs> Literally, like, I'm pretty sure that every single mom wanted to kill us. Oh, mo <laughs> most of them. Not all of them. Lots of mothers are, are very attached to dressing their children up like little whatever. Yep. Either vampires and in the extreme, or, you know, even saints, whatever. Yeah. But uh, lots of moms like to go trick-or-treating, and we were just kind of like... You know, hey, if you kind of look at trick-or-treating from an objective point of view and if you look at the history of it, and like it's there's it's problematic at best, right? And I, we're just presenting the facts. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not saying, look, you're going to hell if you go trick-or-treating. But uh, you would think that that's what we had said. Right. Well, and, and, and the best part, right, is I think that and you, Steve, you know this. I mean, we're, we're we're talking about stuff that you've been dealing with for years, right? But you put a title out there and people just feel like, Hey, let's just start commenting. We're not going to watch the video. We're just going to comment on the title. Yeah. And, you know, how dare you condemn All Hallows' Eve? And we're like, did you listen to this we're show? We're like, no, no, we love All Hallows' Eve. Yeah. Like, we love it. <laughs> and we're like, we were talking about how, you know, All Hallows' Eve, and then you've got All Saints' Day, and then All Souls' Day. It's kind of almost like a triduum there. Like, we talked about all of it for an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. The pre-55 <laughs> liturgy. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I really liked was killing Santa Claus. And, you know, we actually got somebody all dressed up. And, and we shot and, him. And we shot him like, yeah. and stabbed him for good measure. You know, Right. Again, it was, it was bloody. It was Just, bloody. <laughs> we had to clean up the studio here, Steve. And it was it was quite a... I mean, the post work on that video was... I was to say. <laughs> you had your kids in here cleaning it up. They yeah, were traumatized. No, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. They were like... And I was like, well, if you don't clean your room, that guess what's happening to you, you know? You so. got to pick up body parts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, you know, you're talking about, hey, St. Nicholas is the real man behind the uh, the the commercial Coca-Cola red and white uh, fat elf. You know, I mean, like, mm -hmm. yeah, get rid of the guy. He's a concept. He did, never existed. He's yeah. a magical nothingness. Well, let's just go back to what Christmas actually is. I don't know. See, to, to be honest, I, in, I don't I don't have a favorite show or a least favorite show. I love all of our shows because. We put so much effort into them and love and and care into them. And um, yeah, sometimes, you know, when you're recording and you know this, Steve, when you're on the camera and you're stating your opinion about something, you know, sometimes you say something that is factually wrong. You're not paying attention to your outline or you get carried away in the moment. And sometimes you can get very emotional on the show, especially when you're kind of driving home a point. And yeah, sometimes we make mistakes and whatnot. But the truth is is we put the utmost care into bringing forth topics that fathers and mothers and wannabe fathers and mothers and husbands and wives and grandparents and uh, that people can take and use in their life. And we, t we desperately try to quote and to reference those fathers and doctors of the church who are otherwise obscured to history. And, you know, if you were to look at, I think if you were to just survey the references to 
the writings or the sayings of the saints in the church today, you might actually conclude that there are only three saints, John, Paul, Faustina, Mother Teresa. That's it. And that we have never had a saint before those three holy trifecta saints. Well, guess what? we got 20 centuries of patrimony here that all are valid and should be talked about in times when the church was flourishing. Why would we reference the saints from a time when the church was in decline? And so that's kind of like, I don't know. I love all of our shows. Yeah, they're all your babies. They're all our babies. Right. <laughs> you have to love your babies. No matter how ugly your baby is, you have to love your own baby. I mean, speaking, speaking of babies, which was actually a beautiful baby, but just to your earlier point about the St. Alphonsus Liguri sermons, you know, most people have, and definitely before a decade ago, this is what you had to go do to go find some sermons that were worth their mustard. You had to go on to, you know, I don't even, could you go to Amazon 10 years ago? Was it 15 years ago? It's probably 15. Okay, 15 years ago. Like, you barely were able to get onto Amazon and find the book that you needed, right? You had to go call 10 books or or, or something like that. And, you know, play in those, they they might, I don't know, do they send you an order form in the mail and, you know. It's a catalog. Catalog, right. That's what those are called, right? And and, and you you sign out, you know, I need a 154670 quantity two. and, you know, hope and make sure you put your credit card number in there. Right. And in um, order this book, and then you have to sit down as a father of a family uh, who's responsible for the souls of his children. You have to sit down and you have to read this thing. You have to process the thing. And then then you have to spit it out to your children to make sure that they get it and they understand it as, as young children. That This is what my dad had to do. Right. I mean, they, you pick up a book and, and read, right? St. Augustine, take and read. But now you have this situation where there are people who have spent time, your, such as yourself, uh, we've done it, several other channels have done it, who are literally recorded for your listening pleasure mm. to be able to hear while you're driving and doing mindless tasks and all that, the other stuff, all the time that we waste during the day doing these things that we could be multitasking mm-hmm. the, the the most important point that came out of all of that was that these are men these are these are men who wrote sermons who are known and are saints and are canonized be, partly or in large part because of the number of souls they took with them to heaven yeah and we're going to say that you you, you want to go to heaven right um why don't i go ahead do you want to Jump on board of the, the, the bandwagon, the, the freight train that took souls to heaven based on what the, they said from the pulpit. I want to get on that train. Yeah. Listen I, to the Hall of Famers. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Exactly. That's it. Uh, St. Vincent of Lorenz from the 5th century, middle of the 5th century, so uh, probably 450, 440, 460, somewhere in that time frame. He prophesied now he's a very famous saint because he formulated the basically the dogmatic definition of what constitutes sacred tradition which is part of the magisterium of the church and what he said uh, what in that famous formula is that which is believed in all times and all places by all peoples and that formula is still used today that is the that is the dogmatic formula for what is and is not sacred tradition he made a prophecy, and he said um, that if an organ of the body were to become infected, then you cut it out for the sake of the body, for the rest of the body, so that uh, everyone else can survive. Mm-hmm. But if in the last days the entire body becomes infected with this same pathogen, then you have ultimately you have recourse to antiquity because antiquity is not subject to the novelties of the day and that my friends is why we have our own channel because we're living in an uh, we're living in an age where the pope comes out and says well the god is a god of surprises okay well that's a novelty 
And Very surprising. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so why don't we cleave, cleave to antiquity like St. Vincent of Lorenz, the great Vincent of Lorenz says, cleave to antiquity. And so what we're trying to do at, at RTF is bring you antiquity. Um, and so that's why we do it. What's the uh, future uh, plans for RTF? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what. Should we unveil I, anything? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. If you go to the uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Restoring the Faith, or you just search Restoring the Faith on YouTube, restoring you go to our faith. channel video, which is on our, our main page, and uh, we, um, in some cases cryptically, um, refer to a lot of what our plans are going forward. Um, we had, we have de we, we we definitely I think desire to be a platform uh, where we can offer many different uh, options. We don't want to be the the heroes to save the hour, much like yourself, Steve. Right? I mean, you've only just more or less recently shown your face. Uh, you know, we're, this is not about us, right? But we're limited currently to, like yourself, uh, creating a lot of our own content. Um, but we, we, I think we aspire to a, a platform vision where we can bring other uh, like-minded people on to actually continue to spread the faith like missionaries have had of old. Now our, just, our main focus happens to be on Catholics who might uh, lack in devotion or Catholics that might lack in understanding and whatnot. We've got to, we've got to firm ourselves up again. Yeah, uh, so we've got, we've got one studio presently. Um, we are, uh, we've designed and are preparing to build a second studio um, that will be contingent upon our support on Patreon. Right now, we have a core group of Patreon supporters, and we hope that that group grows so that we can build a second studio. We'd like to we'd like to have a show, a separate dedicated show for the ladies, by the ladies, um, and we have some ladies in mind uh, for that. We'd also uh, would like to start doing uh, some some live in person events. So think about, you know, like conferences and bringing folks together and, and really activating people because as we sort of have alluded to, sadly, in the church today, every father, in addition to being the protector provider of his family, now also has to be a liturgist, a historian, a dogmatic theologian, a moral theologian. Um, and, and we have to come together and share the knowledge that we have because this knowledge is sadly only being shared by a few points of light from in, in the pulpit. And most of those points of light, Steve, you have on your channel. <laughs> <laughs> sadly, there's some other ones out there. I can't get the download button to work, uh, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's pretty cool here. I've seen people from across the planet uh, comment about X video or this video, or mm -hmm. I'll never forget the guy from Saudi Arabia writing about the confession video. And please pray for us because we're getting shot at going to mass. Going well, I wow. didn't know you had internet one and two. Uh, I'm not complaining again in my life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I yeah. If I have to drive 45 minutes to mass, then I guess uh, you know, driving on a freeway where it's I'm not getting shot at in an air conditioned car. Not That's that bad. Plus. Yeah. Not that bad. It's good. Goodness. <laughs> We're gonna strike that on the good side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, what else? Uh, uh, final thoughts. What else? Uh, you got the future, past. Uh, what can you tell people that are on the channel watching? Uh, basically, obviously, go over and hit the subscribe button. You guys will have it at the end and the end credits or the end screen, whatever it's called. Uh, what else can uh, they know about you? Well, uh, we have some amazing guests. I'm not going to list their names, Joe. He's giving me the look. Don't list them. <laughs> but what we have done so far is just the beginning. We have booked some amazing guests we have nfl players hollywood producers uh bishops we have awesome guests who are going to come on to the full disclosure show 
We have likewise credentialed guests who are going to come on to the Living the Faith show where we actually kind of give our opinion about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me anyway, for, from, from my point of view, I would just like to leave your audience, Steve, with the knowledge that, look, we, we're, A, we're, we're very grateful that you did this for us and we're happy to be on your channel. Um, we think that m- more is more. You know, ultimately, we don't spend our time being critical of other YouTubers, of other podcasters. Um, we, we, we don't think that, you know, someone coming into this, into this space is competitive to us. We think that everyone has something to say. Um, and that at the end of the day, uh, more is more because we're all kind of working together and we're all working towards the same goal. And sadly, that, you know, the, if you want to call it the remnant church, the the faithful church, uh, in spite of the best efforts of the bishops, um, we have to we have to stand together. And so some some shows and platforms and podcasts and and YouTube channels are going to speak to some people, mm-hmm. and others will speak to other people. But at the end of the day, it's about getting to heaven, and it's about saving your soul. And um, we're very, very focused on that, both in our personal lives, in our interior lives, in our families' lives, in our communities' lives, and within the context of RTF. Those are all great points, Mike. And the only thing I think I could add to that is, uh, again, hearkening back to something that Mike said earlier, which was, you know, the, the, this channel was created for the family. Um, there, there's a lot of content out there that, is good content that I would not put in front of my children. I, I hope that other people don't put it in front of their children. I think the creators of some of these YouTube channels would not want children to be listening to this stuff. But uh, what we tried to put out there, and we, you know, if if there's something that we need to talk about that's more sensitive, we, uh, you know, put a little disclaimer on the out front. But most of the stuff, I mean, we we get a lot of people who are saying our our kids just love listening to your podcast. Look, you know, you're taking them to school, you're taking them to church, you're taking them to this, whatever, you know, or they're, you know, they're, they happen to be homeschooling children and they're just walking around the house, you know, doing nothing and playing. You would be surprised and everybody, can, well, and you wouldn't even be surprised. Every adult remembers all sorts of different things from their childhood. Make the things that they remember from their childhood be good and holy things that they hear, that they see, that they do, uh, all of this, right? That this uh, our, our our focus is on bringing back the core building block of society, which is the family, and trying to provide additional support for the parents who have the grace of state to implement this, and we're just trying to help out in the way that we can as fathers of our own families. And you do it with some humor and some laughter, which. Trans, it's okay to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay to it's laugh. It's not a mortal sin. No, that's a fact. That is well, a fact. Gentlemen, I appreciate the time with you guys today. And, uh, yep, yeah, uh, show notes will have every link that we've talked about. Uh, in credit screen, we'll have to subscribe to their channel. And, uh, yeah, check out their podcasts and uh, show them some love. Thanks Good a lot. Life. Thanks a lot, Good Steve. God bless you. God bless your viewers. I'm sorry? God bless you and God bless your viewers. Oh, amen to that, especially the, the viewer part. <laughs> amen. Thanks, guys. God bless. God bless. Thanks, Steve.